today on The Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. The Ford government has introduced its More Homes Built Faster Act. It claims to be a way to get some much-needed middle housing into the marketplace and quickly. No question, there's an affordable housing crisis going on. Within the last three elections, federal, provincial, and Monday's municipal election, it was a key topic. There are no easy answers. There are just three basic options. You build up, you build out or you create greater intensification in what's already there. But is this going to work? To offer his opinion on that question is Luca Bucci. He's the CEO of the Ontario Home Builders Association. Luca, thank you so much for joining us this morning. It's a pleasure to be here. Okay, so I'm going to put the question to you. Do you think this act is going to work? I do. I do. I think we are seeing some of the more progressive housing policies come from any government of the last uh, 20 or so years in this piece of legislation. Um, they are touching on all aspects of development that are going to make it easier to bring that middle housing online. Um, and that's going to make it a bit more affordable to bring that middle housing online. Um, you know, they're making as of right zoning uh, the law of the land. So, you know, people who want to bring in in-law suites or create a basement unit, it'll be easier for them to do so. Uh, they want to create more density around transit corridors in cities like Hamilton, where you're investing a lot of money in an LRT. You know, that is a, a positive piece of news that's going to get more housing online. Um, they are looking at some of the approvals for smaller developments, so developments that are 10 units or less, um, streamlining some of those timelines to bring those, those units uh, online quicker and putting them into the market faster. Um, looking at development charges and, you know, trying to change the structure so that um, builders and home buyers don't have to pay um, significant increases in fees that are going to add to the bottom line cost of a house. I mean, this is probably the biggest piece of housing legislation that we've seen in the last 20 years, and it's going to have a substantial impact on housing supply. From what you said, I can certainly understand why the Ontario Home Builders Association is in support of this, because it makes your life, your jobs, and frankly, your profit margins a little bit better. I think at the end of the day, we just have to stay focused on the fact that we're in a housing crisis that's rooted primarily in supply. I mean, basic economics would suggest that, you know, if we have less supply of an asset in the market, the cost of that asset is going to be higher. Um, and with housing, you know, prior to this piece of legislation or any kind of legislation that the Ford government has brought in, um, governments have been putting policies in place that have restricted the increase of supply of housing, which is why we're in the situation that we're in now. I mean, you started off the show by saying there's three three ways that we can build. We can build up, we can build out, and we can, you know, add density. Um, and over, you know, the past 15 years, prior to this government's introduction of housing, the Housing Supply Action Plan um, in 2019, and then, you know, the Housing Supply Action Plan in 2022, and the bill we saw yesterday, the policies that were put in place really made it difficult to build up, build out, and incorporate density. And I think what this bill does is it gets a lot of those challenges out of the way. And the only people that are really going to benefit is the new home buyer, that person who has been spending the last 10 to 15, uh, sorry, two to three years trying to save up that down payment um, to buy a home, but at the same time has been priced out of the market because of escalating costs. Like this is a supply issue. Um, and the bill that we're dealing with right now strikes right at the heart of that supply issue. It's going to get houses online more quickly. It's going to get houses online more affordably. Um, and it's going to make it easier for you know people who want to build homes in the future to have access to that asset. But one of the things that concerns me is that when you have radical legislation that changes the landscape 
um, so drastically and so quickly, there are going to be problems that nobody envisioned will happen. That's true. Uh, But I think we are at a point in time now where we have all three levels of government focusing on the housing crisis because we're in a crisis. I mean, I'm, I'm from Hamilton and I remember the days where you could have bought a unit uh, or a house in and around Cathedral High School for less than $200,000. And most recently, a a relative of mine purchased one for upwards of a million dollars. That is primarily because there's not enough housing in Hamilton. So radical legislation like this is needed to bring supply online quicker. Um, And we have seen signs from all three levels of government that they're focused on the supply problem. And I think what's really interesting about this legislation and the timing of this legislation is that it sets the tone. You know, we had the municipal elections on Monday. Um, New councils are coming into place across the province. The provincial government has stepped up and said, this is how we're going to set the housing agenda. It's now time for you guys to step up and help us get this, uh, get these policies uh, in place so that we can bring more supply online. And the federal government has been very focused on, you know, helping municipalities streamline processes through bringing, uh, you know, a significant amount of funding um, to assist with the structure of their planning department. So I'm pretty confident that we're going to we're going to make some positive strides here. And I think, you know, the fact that all three governments are focused on this issue is a positive sign. Because I don't think we've seen that before. Well, I'm glad you mentioned that you're from Hamilton because you might be familiar with this. When we're talking about the issue of building out, that's the urban boundary. And certainly in Hamilton and other municipalities across the province, they're going to push back and push back hard uh, against the Ford government in trying to change the urban boundary. Um, It'll be interesting to see how the new councils react to that situation, particularly in Hamilton. Um, I I think since the motion was passed by city council, I think it was in June or May of this past year, um, adopting a restricted growth model, um, a lot of things have changed. And I think councils now have to look at the tone being set by the provincial government through this legislation, um, look at whatever the minister's decision is going to be on that urban boundary, and really kind of think whether or not um, they are putting they they have put the right plan in place um, or whether or not they need to adapt to a changing circumstance right at the end of the day you can't build more housing and you can't bring more supply online if you don't bring the land in to facilitate that development so you know uh increases of or or extension of land and the extension of the urban boundary is going to be an important element to bringing more homes online so you know i think there's an opportunity for the city of hamilton to reassess uh their decision uh maybe you know take a more um impartial, non-political view at the situation and really understand that expanding the urban boundary is going to do wonders for the new home buyer who's looking to get into the market. Do you really think the new Hamilton Council is going to be less political on this issue? I think, you know, the people that we have on council in Hamilton uh, have the ability to see that we're in the housing crisis and that they um, could be adaptable to a solution that's going to bring more supply online that will eventually, you know, benefit the new home buyer. Um, I think that there was a heightened political environment when that motion came through. We just were going into a provincial election. Um, I think a lot of municipal councillors were positioning for re-election. Now that the decks have cleared, so to speak, the provincial election is over, the municipal election is over. Um, We have a four-year timeline before we have to get back into another bit of a political situation. Um, And quite frankly, we're in the middle of a housing supply crisis that is making housing uh, significantly unaffordable. Um, I think there's an opportunity here for councillors to to utilize their skill sets and perhaps reassess the situation and come about it with a bit of clearer mind and, and make the right decision for 
um, housing supply. We're speaking with Luca Bucci, who is the CEO of the Ontario Home Builders Association, about the Ford government's brand new More Homes Built Faster Act that was introduced just yesterday. One of the things that I did want to talk to you about, and it is a bit of a concern, is in this act there's a removal of development fees and parkland dedication fees. Uh, but that's money that municipalities may need in order to service this new and more intensified building. So I'm just going to clarify your statement there. It's okay. not a removal. Uh, it's it's a freeze on development charges and a cap on parkland charges and uh, an implementation of a structure that's going to bring or, or that, that's going to bring increases to these fees in a way that is manageable in a way that is more rational. What have we've what we've been seeing as an industry across the board is arbitrarily increases to these costs that are putting upward pressures to the cost of housing. Um, and at the end of the day, the only person who stands to lose in this situation is a new home buyer. I mean, the industry can only absorb these costs to a certain extent. We have commitments to our, our to the banks who finance our projects. Um, and at some point, we're going to have to transfer those costs to the consumer. When it comes to parkland, you know, there's a situation in Burlington, I think it was in July, where they passed a parkland increase of 25, uh, sorry, 500 percent. So to give you an example, a parkland charge that was once $5,000 overnight became $25,000. That's going to have a significant impact on you know the home buyer who's looking to buy a home um, and the price point in which you're purchasing that home. So what the government is doing on development charges and just government charges at large is they're saying, hey, you know what? We're going to stop the increases. We're going to put a system in place that if you want to bring an increase, you have to rationalize what the increase is for and you have to bring it in a way, in, in, in such a way that the costs are manageable so that we can manage the input costs to the home and then therefore make the home more attainable for people who are looking to get to the market. So they're not removing anything. They're just bringing more rationality into a system where, quite frankly, over the past couple months, we have seen increases that are a bit excessive. So, you know, it's a positive step that is going to eventually um, benefit the new home buyer by making sure that the fees that are, are, are associated with input costs for housing construction are a bit more manageable. Well, one of the other concerns I had, and one of the thoughts I had about this legislation, part of it is that you can add units to existing lots. So you might have a home on a lot. Uh, they can add an apartment in there. They can add perhaps a, a garden unit, if you will. Um, but but that puts a greater strain on the infrastructure that's already that that may not be designed for that kind of intensification, water and sewer lines, that sort of thing. So it's an interesting concept. And, you know, considering where other jurisdictions um, in the world are with hazard rights zoning, I think this is a gradual um, increase that, to be quite honest with you, was part of all uh, the political parties platform uh, in the election. And I think it's time to have the conversation around hazard rights zoning um, and the policy that the government's putting in place, you know, is that the units have to be managed within the existing structure. So, you know, you're not going to be tearing down a single family home to build three condos or three townhomes on that unit. If you have a single family home, you're going to be able to build three units within that structure. So there really shouldn't be any more um, uh, impact on servicing because you are still you are still servicing the structure with the same kind of footprint. Um, and in cases where you know you have the opportunity to build um, in a garden shed or in a laneway house, you know that's something that you can explore as well. So just the way that the government's bringing in this legislation, I don't think it's going to have a substantial impact on servicing. It is a gradual increase to the status quo, uh, but it is something that all three political parties have talked about in the election in June. Um, it's something that I think a lot of the 
uh, housing advocates have been asking for because it's a great way to get affordable units online because you know the other side of this housing crisis is that we have a rental crisis rents are increasing dramatically you know within hamilton and toronto and by opening up more rental units through this policy is only going to have a positive impact on those people looking to find a place if they can't buy so Again, I think it's another positive change that's just going to impact either the new home buyer or, or the renter who's looking for an affordable place to live. Well, I'm also wondering with the stepped up construction that uh, this act is hoping to encourage, uh, I'm wondering about the issue of protections for people who are eventually going to buy those homes. Things like um, uh, additional building inspectors, that has to be paid for. That winds up being a municipal responsibility and an extra cost on municipalities because of this provincial piece of legislation. And I'm going to go back to the point that we're in a crisis right now, right? We are having a significant lack of housing supply. We need to build 1.5 million new homes in the next 10 years to restore attainability in the market. To put that in perspective, Shona, in the best year of home building, in the, which was last year, the province had 100,000 housing starts. So in order for us to meet our target, we have to increase that by 50% year over year for the next 10 years. The last time we got near to 100 housing starts was in the 1980s. So I think this is an opportunity for municipalities to really prioritize where they're investing their assets in planning departments, making sure that they have the necessary um, strengths uh, within those departments to facilitate this new growth. Because another part of this legislation as well is that municipalities have, or sorry, that the f- provincial government has set housing targets for municipalities. And just looking at my notes here, for a city like Hamilton, they have to bring 47,000 homes online by 2032. So there's a clear target there for municipalities to plan for. So I think there's an opportunity for the new councils to sit down, you know, um, partake in the spirit of, 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 of this legislation and really think, you know, how are we going to source our planning departments or resource our planning departments rather to get to those 40,000 new home starts in the next uh, 10 years or so. So it's achievable with the right planning. And now, you know, all the cards are on the table. And I think that's something that uh, I have every confidence that the municipal government can kind of uh, accommodate. Well, that doesn't really address my question about are there going to be enough building inspectors to make sure that things are being done to code? And I think there's a lot of sophistication within municipal planning departments um, to understand what the needs that that they their needs um, in the next 10 years to hit that housing targets to make sure that there is going to be enough uh, resources there to to address the issue. Um, and, you know, at this point in time, uh, I'm not aware of a shortage of, of, of building code uh, operators. I'm sure that they are just as excited as at the opportunity as the rest of us in the industry are, because at the end of the day, any step that gets us towards more housing is a positive step for the new home buyer. So I'm really confident that municipalities and the provincial government could work with industry and building inspectors to make sure that the resources are there to hit those housing targets. Because this is a crisis that we all have to work together to solve. Um, it's a crisis that's not going to be solved overnight. It has a 10-year horizon. Um, and, you know, we have to have uh, the confidence in our political decision makers that they're going to make the right choices in order to resource their planning departments appropriately to hit that target. I mean, I I just, I agree. It is a crisis. Absolutely. No question about that. I just want to make sure that we're not moving so fast to deal with that situation. We don't replace one crisis with another. Um, A 10-year horizon is, like, it's a long time, right? And I think with adequate planning, um, and if all governments are genuine in their uh, commitment to bringing more supply online, and if all governments are genuine in their commitments to cooperation with each level of government, I think there's an element of rationality there 
that will facilitate the necessary decisions to avoid any kind of catastrophic situations. Now, you know, there's elements, of course, outside of government's control um, that, you know, will have to be managed uh, day by day. Uh, we have to see how interest rates are impacting things like the cost of supplies. You know, the the, the fluctuation of immigration is also going to have an impact on, on this issue. Um, you know, how we're able to facilitate the skilled labor to build. I mean, these are things that the industry is focusing on because that is kind of the next step uh, in the solution for this crisis. Um, but again, it's it's something that all three levels of government are focused on. And I don't want to lose sight of that fact because this is really the first time, I think, in, in, in a number of years where there is alignment between the municipalities, the provincial government and the federal government on the need to get this thing done and get this thing done right. So, you know, we have to have confidence in our decision makers. The provincial government yesterday came out and they set the tone. Um, the, the federal government has come out in their previous budget and has made a lot of funding available for municipalities to, to resource planning departments. Um, now it's up to municipalities and these new councillors and these new councils to kind of put their plan on the table. And I'm confident that they're going to put the right plan on the table because we are all focused on this crisis. And we all understand that more supply is a good thing for the new home buyer. Well, Luca, thank you so much for joining us this morning. I appreciate your perspective. Well, thank you so much. Always a pleasure. Have a great day. And to you, Luca Bucci is the CEO of the Ontario Home Builders Association. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.